episode 9 of season 2. It's the Sunday before the election in the U.S., and we have my cousin Mary from California joining us. Good times, bad times, and we're first of all we're we're happy to have our pre-election coverage, and Mary's joining us from the great state of California. Hello, Mary. Hi, glad to be here. Glad the election is uh, soon. Mary, what is what is California like? New York is the Empire State. Is California the Golden State? It's the Golden State, not okay. because of the sunshine, but because gold was discovered here in 1849. Okay. Which cool. is why the San Francisco 49ers uh, have that name. Ah, I did not know that. There's a little nugget of wisdom for you, James. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. First of all, uh, I saw that Jon Stewart's coming back to TV, doing a show on Apple TV+. Plus. Yeah. A current affairs show, so that'll be good. I like Jon Stewart. He's, he's a funny guy. Good commentary. Yeah. It'll be nice to see him. Absolutely. wonder if he's going to keep the beard and, and the full hair thing going. I hope so. Gray hair. Following sort of in Letterman's footsteps with the beard and yeah. that on the on the on the new show, the unkempt look. Yeah, yeah. we have a year of Apple TV Plus because Madeline got a new phone. So as long as he, mm-hmm. we'll be able to watch it for a year. But I'm not renewing. So I saw John on um, on Stephen Colbert today because I watch some clips sometimes. Right, and him and Stephen Colbert just have such a good rapport. Hello? Yeah, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I just didn't realize you were finished. That was it. I was thinking I was just thinking about what you said. I was thinking Stephen Colbert always has a good rapport, you know? Yeah. That's true. He's, he's very um he's a, a bit of a chameleon in terms of his ability to talk about anything with anybody. Yeah, he's very good. He's very good at singing show tunes. I don't know if you've ever heard him do that. I haven't. Dell, have you heard him sing show, tune, show tunes? He's also a brilliant guy. He can quote like both from the Bible and from Tolkien, just off the top of his head. John Stewart asked him for an inspirational Lord of the Rings quote, and he just pulled one out from the middle of Return of the King, the book, not the movie. Yeah, do you believe that? You don't think that was yeah. pre-picked? Mm, it might have been, but I also I have heard that he's like very smart, and he just has these quotes ready. Maybe, maybe. I've heard he has a photographic memory. Lots of, was it in that same interview? Because that's the only place I've heard it. <laughs> no, I've heard it before. I, I I wasn't sure if this goes in good news or bad news, but Starlink's internet access is now in beta testing, and Starlink is owned by SpaceX, which is Elon Musk's space company. And they hope to have a series of satellites that can pr- provide high-speed internet anywhere in the world. They say 50 to 150 megabytes a second. Now, if if this were a movie, he would definitely be like the evil guy looking to take over the world, right? Like, is this is this good news or bad news? What do we think? Uh, I think it's probably good news at this point. So you don't think he's uh-huh. secretly trying to take over the world? I I don't I don't really with him. No, I mean I think he I think he's trying to get a lot of things done, but no, nah, no, I don't I don't really see him. I mean he's a kook, but I'm not sure I see him as a real villain. Yeah, but you never do in the beginning. He's a, he's a billionaire, so he absolutely is a villain. 
And there was an episode of Doctor Who where somebody gives free internet to the world, and then he turns everybody into Cybermen using it. Well, plus and the uh, it, plus the plot of the first or the second. Um, no, the first Kingsman. Kingsman, yeah, the first Kingsman. That's right. Yeah, I was about to say that as well. There's also the plot of the first Kingsman where he uses it to get everybody to kill each other. Yeah. So it's suspicious to me. But hmm. that in the Kingsman, they were giving it away for free. Here you have to pay for it. And I got to tell you, I'm going to buy it. Oh, you have it's to a, pay it for would, it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's not going to be free. It's not free. Oh, I thought this was sort of a thing to get internet to developing countries or oh, yeah. you know, in all those Absolutely. Places. But he's going to charge them. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited about it because it's way faster than the internet I currently get. So I'm on board whether he's evil or not. <laughs> this is another one that might not be a good time. Rough week. One but, uh, of I, I thought good times. I'm like, ah! yeah. It's hard to know which way to go this week. Sometimes which way will things go? Yeah, I, I like the story. So the police raided the home and a food truck of someone in mm. in, in in Halton near me. And recovered 1.3 kilos of cannabis, seven 420 milligram THC gummies, two THC wrong. vape pens, 21 oxycodone pills. Two? Did you say two? Two. Vape pens? Two. Yeah, two. Not a lot. Not that a lot seems... of vape pens. Maybe yeah. he sold his stash. Those are just probably personal. Yeah, pieces. personal. 21 oxycodone pills, 2.4 grams of cocaine, one morphine pill. 3.2 grams of cyclobin, cyclobin, I don't know, one cell phone. This is, all just this is all just a personal stack. Well, 1.3 kilos of cannabis seems like maybe not personal. <laughs> 1,500 in cash. He's, he's been charged with you things, but I just love he was selling it out of his food truck. I just think that's awesome. I, th I think we have confused the dealer with the customer here, but. 1.3 <laughs> kilos. I, I, I think the rest of the stuff maybe was his. Agreed. But 1.3 kilos. Plus, he had the 1,500 because he needed to buy something. Yeah, so yeah it could totally, be. totally, yeah. I don't know. Seems like to me they just seized one good time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 1.3 kilos is a lot. It's not that. Cannabis isn't that heavy. It like costs that, a lot to live in Halton region. That is a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then another. I don't know how anybody could do it without a sidekick. <laughs> it's true. You do need to side, and especially if you're just selling those bad sandwiches on a food truck, you have to supplement. There's no question. <laughs> maybe maybe he was putting it in the food. Like he's not actually dealing. Oh, he's so it in the food and then people and they like, were got addicted to the food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or or he sold the can of he gave the cannabis away for free so that people got the munchies and ordered off the food truck. Oh, good idea. Yeah. These are all good business ideas. This is a brilliant businessman. I don't know why we're getting him. I know. He's going to jail. Too bad. I, I was sticking up for him right from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> and then, well, hey, I put it in good times. <laughs> and then, uh... uh in High times. In Florida, yeah. In Florida. And, and this story, I think, only has has one sort of hero in it, but town, city, called Davie, Florida... A man paid $150 to get an up-close and personal experience with a black leopard. So he, Ooh, and he got mauled. Yeah, he wanted to get some pictures of some belly rubs, and instead he got mauled. His scalp got taken off, the leopard took half his ear, kind of a Mike Tyson type thing. So now he's suing the owner of the quote-unquote zoo. So, because, you know, that was illegal anyway. But, but just... I mean, I just feel bad for the leopard, and, and good for him for 
you know, yeah. I've had enough picture taking for the day. I think yeah. Florida, Florida has a lot of those backyard kind of funny zoos. And why is anybody, I mean, anybody that's going to a backyard zoo to see a killer cat probably deserves whatever they're going to get. Yeah. Like it's a carnivore. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not a, what are those goat petting zoos, right? Right. Although a goat can hurt you if it wants to. Yeah. True. Yeah. But not, but probably not life. as much as a leopard. Yeah, probably not. I In a goat v. leopard fight, I'd probably go for the leopard. <laughs> there needs to be a lot of goats before I went goat. <laughs> Do you guys have any good times? I know I, I, well, I didn't share the thing with you, Mary and Dylan. I, I'm not sure, but if you have anything you want to add or we can just move along to bad times. Yeah, I have a good time. You go ahead, Dill. I, I don't have any good times. Oh, no. This I, I was d- debating whether or not to put this under Trump or under good times, but I think it's I think it's more of a good time. In Texas, the Texas Republican Party was going to the Supreme Court to try to get something like 120,000 legally cast ballots thrown out because they were cast through uh, drive-through ballot drop-offs. Yep. And the completely Republican Supreme Court in Texas denied that, and they said they were valid ballots. So the that's a loss for Republicans in, in Texas, and I think that's generally always a good time. That's always a good time, and if we could have a, a, a flip in Texas would be an amazing time. But even just it being close in Texas is very rewarding, especially to my friends who live there. I, yeah. I can't believe that they actually didn't overturn that. That's shocking. Yeah, yeah. Well, it goes up to a federal judge next, so, yeah. But, but you know, there are a lot of people in the GOP who are pretty disgusted by the, the, the sort of this effort to disenfranchise people at every possible opportunity. Are there? Cause it really yeah, there are. There, I was reading some quotes from GOP folks in Texas who were pretty disgusted, so it's good that they're saying so. That's good, yeah. I, I worry sometimes about some of the states that might go like Democrat on the federal level, but have GOP governors. Mm-hmm. George is close right now, but Brian Kemp has already proven he'll do anything to screw people who don't vote his way. Mm-hmm. So, like, I worry about, you know, who's counting these, what government is looking at this. You know, the state, I can't remember the, the position, but I worry. I worry about the states that have Republican governors, but might go Democrat federally. Yeah, although most of these guys will go with whatever will help them get reelected next time. So if they if they see that the winds have definitely shifted, then they might moderate themselves a little bit. You never know. Fingers yeah, crossed. Yeah, fingers are crossed in every which way at yes. the moment. <laughs> Everything's crossed. Everything is crossed. <laughs> All right, moving into some bad times. The first two are, are COVID-related, so I'll sort of do them both. We talked... We t- we were talking last week about how the BC Demo- the BC NDPs were elected in uh, are now majority government out there, and and in general they had keep done pretty good with COVID, and then right after their election, COVID started spiking. So uh, I guess it was a good timing on the election call because they got in before it really went up. So well done on the timing there. And then in Canada, the death toll went over ten thousand this week, which is a lot. I'm just, it is a lot. To, but, you, you know, you look at, if you figure 10 times the population in the U.S., that would mean 100,000 in the U.S., and the U.S. is at, like, 250. So, oh yeah, not that you not that you want to use that as, as your benchmark, I don't think, but it nope, probably could be worse. Keep being, uh, keep being vigilant. You know, Cindy works in along with 
patients who are in long-term care, and and she was able to go back in for a while, but she's uh, you know they're locking them out again. So. Yeah. But I think this time they're actually allowing one caregiver, like one family member or or whoever, to be designated who can still go in as long as they're testing negative. So that's better than nobody. Yeah, for sure. In Michigan, the state tried to make it illegal to have an open carry guns at the polls, but a Michigan judge had struck down the law because it was yep. contested by a number of gun groups. And I not I, even that's it's ridiculous. It's not even trying to ban open carry. It's saying you shouldn't take a gun to the pole. Yeah, which seems obviously. obvious to me. Like obviously, you could use that to intimidate people. I can't believe you're allowed to bring a gun when you're voting. Even if no one's, even if nobody is waving their gun around, if I see the person behind me with a gun, <laughs> I'm automatically going to be intimidated. Like, oh my god, this guy's conservative and he's going to shoot me for voting NDP. I can't even imagine what that's like. Like, I have lived in the U.S. for for more than 20 years, and I have never, ever stood anywhere near someone who had an open carry firearm on them. Like, it's just mind-boggling, but maybe in Michigan it's commonplace. I don't know. Does California have open carry? Oh, God, no. No, yeah. Yeah, so I think... I'm a big believer that uh, Washington, Oregon, and California should join Canada. There's a lot of nut jobs in Oregon. (laughs) (laughs) it's like in in portland it's antifa and the white supremacists are basically like they 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 (laughs) they support similar things it's kind of funny (laughs) no oregon's always been a wild place yeah but we need isn't their slogan keep port keep portland weird or keep oregon weird or something no that's probably a portland thing unofficial slogan yeah yeah, freedoms of all kinds in Oregon. Yeah, France and Germany are going back into lockdown, so cases so the are UK. spiking there, which is the not UK good. UK is also back into lockdown. Yeah, the UK. Yeah, UK as well. I wonder how crazy, you know, even in in Europe, there are these pockets of people who are really anti-mask, anti-lockdown, anti-COVID, etc. I wonder how crazy they'll go, you know, yeah. this second time. Well, I mean, I think the Germans will be pretty okay, but the French are a tad nuts. Yeah. Yeah, we actually get into the French in a little bit and but uh, not yeah. not COVID, but other things, but. And and then one other one other COVID bad time. The World Series was held and the Dodgers won. Congratulations, somebody from your state. I know I don't know, are you a Dodgers fan at all, Mary, or just the Giants? I I'm just a Giants fan. Yeah, okay. Well, I I was happy to see Clayton Kershaw win. He's a great pitcher. He probably deserves a ring. But in the second inning, the teams and the commissioner were made was made aware that Justin Turner, who plays for the Dodgers, had an inconclusive test. Now, if this was any other game other than the World Series game, what they've been doing all year is they've been pulling people off the field and canceling the game because we don't know what's going on. But it's game six of the World Series, so they keep it playing. In the sixth inning, it was determined he was positive. Again... Rather than pulling everybody off the field, they take him off the field, put him in isolation, and keep playing. The Dodgers eventually end up winning. Then he comes out of isolation to celebrate. Takes his mask off. He's hugging people. He's kissing people. Security went up to him, and they're like, you got to leave. And he's like, that's not happening. I just, I mean, so many levels there that the system (laughs) fell apart. It's just incredible. Like To make it it that close... 
it's like a microcosm or an allegory or something for the for the state of the union here honestly yeah so close to the finish line and then just to punt it yeah brutal but what are these tests they're using you know like you've got these tests that take the normal person two weeks or or two days or whatever to get a result and then you've got you know five minute tests the immediate kind what kind of test takes you know a couple of innings yeah I'm, i'm not sure that's confusing to me it is a bit odd yeah, they they're quickly developing rapid testing. Like, no, I know, but like but rapid testing? is right away, not not three four innings later. Oh, maybe I was, maybe they were just like casual, uh, like they uh, forgot about it or they strolled <laughs> over to tell somebody. Yeah, yeah could have been. Uh, is that your last of bad times? It is. I have one that I mean I don't know I don't actually know where to put it. I mean I don't think it's necessarily a good time, but I don't know if it's necessarily a bad time. Let's see what you guys think. So a 20-year-old woman in the United States cast her ballot early to, uh, to make sure she could vote because she had cancer, a terminal cancer. And then, I think it's today or yesterday, she died. And so they're going to throw her ballot out. Yep. Um, Fortunately, is- they're also throwing out the ballot of the Trump voter who died. But it's <laughs> a really interesting conundrum, isn't it? Yeah, because I was going to say, it's kind of a bad thing. I like, my, my instant reaction is sympathy, because I was like, she tried to vote, she cared enough, she wants to before she died, and now they're throwing her ballot out. But also, I mean, okay, now to sound really unsympathetic, you're dead. Why should you have more say, or at least as much say, as, as somebody who's not? <laughs> well, I think where I come down on this is, if you allow early voting, you allow early voting. Yeah, no, I'm with you. So... Lots of other people voted that that same day or whenever that she did, and their votes are counting. So to me, I think I have to go. You know, if you're allowed to cast your vote early, then it's it needs to count. Once no it's in, it's counted. It doesn't that. matter what happens to you after that. What like what you know, if you get hit by a bus or whatever. Yeah, she knew she may die before the election. That's why she did it. But many people could die. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. But yeah, and lots of people could die that have voted early. You know, that didn't they get hit by a bus or whatever. Yeah. Like walk out once it's once it's in it's it's next election day. Yeah. Once it's in, it's in, I think, is the way it should be. What state was that? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Are all the states the same? Oh gosh, no, they're all different. Okay, so some people it's uh, a. My understanding is that uh, they're making it harder and harder to vote in Wisconsin the way it's going right now. The GOP is certainly pulling out all the stops and trying to make things harder. And well, sometimes it comes back to bite their own people, but... Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is the second closest Rust Belt state. After Michigan, you mean? No, or no, Pennsylvania is the closest, and then... Oh, I wasn't even Wisconsin thinking of Pennsylvania as a Rust Belt state, but yeah, you're right, it is, for sure. Yeah. When I, when I, I mean, when I talk about the Rust Belt, I think of the three states that essentially gave Trump the victory, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. I guess, would you consider Minnesota... Well, I guess Ohio's also in there. But, uh, I consider Rust Belt to be anything on the Great Lakes. Okay, so Minnesota too? No, because Min- oh. well, mm, that's a tricky one in a very tiny way. <laughs> <laughs> They're just a little rusty, just a spot of rust. <laughs> just, just a tiny bit in the corner. <laughs> uh, that's interesting. You know what? I think I agree with you both. If it's in, it's in. If you're going to allow vote, uh, early voting, it's going to happen. Yeah. Yep. There's a can. All over the world. Start off in Slova- Slovakia. They are doing a nationwide 
two-day testing program. On the first day, over half their population, 2.58 million people took the test. Uh, about 26,000 tested positive, and they're going into quarantine. They're saying the testing is free and voluntary, but if you don't get tested, you go into lockdown, and that means you can't go anywhere, like not to work, nothing. And, and I guess this is doable in states that have smaller populations and really makes, well, it makes sense, but there's still people that could have been infected, say, the day or the day before they got the test, then they still test negative, then so they're free to roam, and and so I'm not sure it's going to work. Let's see how it how it turns out. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, as you say, it's certainly only possible in a certain kind of a state. Yeah, exactly. Maybe one that has been oppressed in the past. I don't know. I, I, I obviously here in the good old U.S. of A. We can't you can't even get people no to wear a mask. You're not going to. Yeah, exactly. You can't get people to wear a mask on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. It does need to be, a, and and that needs to be a population that's you know where it's doable, sort of densely packed, relatively small country, not too many people. And I'm just, and the I, other thing is, I'm just not sure it's going to work. Like I, I think there's too many people that could have just been infected that'll miss the two days that now now think they don't have it are going to go around spreading it everywhere. Maybe. I think it's I think it's a good idea. I think you're going to catch a lot of cases that you maybe wouldn't have caught otherwise. I don't think there's anything you can do that's perfect. Like, this obviously does have its flaws, but overall, I think it's a good idea. And if your country can pull it off, I think it's, I think you should. I think you'd limit the spread a lot. As long as, you know, all the people, it's like, okay, yeah, you're, you're, you're not going to be forced into lockdown, but still wear a mask, keep social or physical distancing. But, uh, and I also, I don't think it would only be possible in a small country. I think it could be possible in any country with a centralized enough healthcare system. You also need, Mary's right, though, you do need a population that is willing to do it. Okay, but like most populations are, I think, reasonable. The U.S. is no. I, I don't think you'd even. I don't think it would. Ha- I don't think it would fly here. I don't think it would fly in most Western countries. Most countries that have sort of always been a well, always have been a democracy for a couple hundred years or so. I don't think it would go over well. Some people would argue the U.S. has never been a true democracy. <laughs> sure, I don't think the U.K. would do it either, though. No, probably not. Well, that's fair. But you know what? I saw um, I saw a comedian the other day, and he said he, he was a British comedian. He was making fun of the U.S. He was like, you know, I used to think that it was insane the Second Amendment, and you know, like all these gun deaths that happen in the U.S. because you're allowed to carry weapons. And then I then he said, but you know what? After I really thought about it, considering the fact that your gun laws are so loose, it's really impressive that you don't have a lot more gun violence. As a Brit, if I had been allowed to just carry a gun around, I probably would have shot six people on the way to work this morning. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, good job on the restraint, guys. It's kind of true. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. This is getting into the French thing. Muslims in Pakistan and in Lebanon participated in anti-French protests on Friday. I mean, uh, Macron said a few days ago that, you know, basically you're never going to get rid of the, what do you say exactly? You can't take away our caricatures or something like that, something along those lines? Yeah, I saw an interview he did either yesterday or today where he, I don't know if he was trying to clarify or if he was just doing damage control, but he basically said that, you know, he supports, obviously, religious freedom, individual freedom, and he said something along the lines that, well, even though he might not support the 
the cartoons perfect uh, personally, even if he personally thinks it's the wrong thing to do, as the president of France, his first priority must always be to stand up for individual freedoms, right to express for everyone, both sides, even those he disagrees with. So kind of uh, Voltaire and was like, you know, even though I disagree with what you have to say, I will defend to the death your right to say it or something like that. But uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I think he's kind of blundered the whole thing, but he does have a point when he says, you know, freedom of expression. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll tell you, they aren't very happy with him at these rallies. They were shouting, uh, the leadership would shout, there's only one punishment for blasphemy, and the crowd responded, beheading, beheading. <laughs> so he's not super popular uh, in, in, in those circles right now. Back to some COVID issues. In Barcelona, they were demonstrating against the new COVID restrictions, which included a curfew and a ban on leaving the city on the holiday weekend. And that is where the Spanish draw the line, apparently. (laughs) I'll tell you what, that's where Ontarians would draw the line, too. That's right. I'm going to Muskoka on a long weekend, damn it. (laughs) And Belgium is going back into lockdown. Uh, This is a great story. I saw that. I I love this story because it's... uh, one of the one of the rules in the new lockdown is receiving visitors at the home is no longer allowed, with the exception of one cuddle contact, and people who live alone are allowed to have two cuddle contacts. <laughs> awesome. I've got my cuddle contact kitty cat right here. <laughs> oh, I hope you don't. <laughs> cuddle contact. I just think that's great. I I Yeah. You gotta love the Flemish. What a great what a great legal term! Yes, yes. I, I wonder if there, there is a legal definition of what a what a cuddle contact is allowed to do while they're visiting. <laughs> it's cuddling. <laughs> it's cuddling. As do whatever you want. If you have a master. starts to happen, please come breaking down the door. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dylan, you had an all over the world to add on. Yeah, and uh, you know, like it's 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 international and that it's not Canadian. Um, but it is American, probably would have fit better under bad times, but I do want to bring it up and talk about it. The Louisville officer involved in Breonna Taylor's death is now suing her boyfriend. Yeah, jackass. Yeah, like... I thought you were about to say his name, boyfriend. like Jack something. <laughs> like, yeah, jackass. Okay. McKelvey or something, I can't remember his name. It might as well be jackass. Jonathan Matingley. Yeah. Yeah, who was shot in the leg, filed a counterclaim against Kenneth Walker alleging assault, battery, and emotional distress. Emotion. You want to talk about emotional distress? That seems like pushing it. murdered the man's girlfriend. The emotional distress seems pushing it. Yeah, I think it all seems pushing it. You're a fucking cop. You're going to get shot sometimes. And if you don't want to get shot, (laughs) don't barge into somebody's apartment and start shooting up the place. And this, he, he was actually shot through the door. The, 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 the boyfriend just shot at the floor, and some of it, and it went through the door. Shot at the door, essentially. Not that, you know, not that it's nice to be shot, but yes, I agree 100%. We'll have to see. Hopefully, we'll see what happens. You, you never know with the courts down there sometimes. They make some crazy rulings, so we'll have to follow that one and see, see yeah, what happens. It's, I mean, I worry. I worry that the court's going to rule in his favor, and that's just going to be a total miscarriage of justice. I think it will get thrown out. That's just me. I hope you're right. And then, and lastly, and this does fit in all over the world, New Zealand's new Labour government, which has a mandate to govern on its own, 
reached a cooperation agreement with New Zealand's Green Party. So it's not a formal coalition, but it does give the Green Party two ministers outside of cabinet. And it essentially, I, I think it's a good deal, honestly, for both parties, because, you know, and Jacinda Ardern, the prime minister there, said that the deal respects the mandate that voters gave Labour to govern on their own, while also strengthens the government with a diversity of opinion and with a party that we have proven we work well with in the past and, and that kind of thing. And it allows, because it's not a former co formal coalition agreement, it allows the Green Party to criticize the government on any issues that the Green Party doesn't hold the portfolio for. That sounds good. And yeah, it is good. And with this agreement, you know, beforehand we had talked about, you know, Labour got 49.15% of the vote, which is, you know, not over 50. But with this agreement, the government of New Zealand now represents 57.6 or something percent of voters, whereas the one in Canada represents 33. So I think it's just another example of how I think any argument against electoral reform is just poor. Oh, yep. I, I'm with you. <laughs> All right. So oh, now we are into Trudeau and Trump, and I've got uh, two quick Trudeau bits, and then we can slide us into Trump. First, the government recently passed a bill to ban conversion therapy in Canada, or at least it passed the first reading or something like that. It's not actually the law yet, but, you know, it's on its way. And the Liberals whipped their vote, the Conservatives whipped their vote, the Green, or sorry, the Conservatives didn't, the NDP did, the Greens did, and uh, I think Jody Wilson-Raybould whipped herself, but the Conservatives allowed a free vote. Seven Conservative MPs, including former leadership contender Derek Sloan, voted against banning it. Derek Sloan compared it to child's, uh, he compared banning conversion therapy to child abuse, which I think he has something backwards there. I don't know about the other six. A bunch of conservatives, including Andrew Scheer, just didn't show up for the vote. And then a few voted for it very begrudgingly, prefacing their votes with things like, I have agreed to support this very flawed bill to send it to the next reading with the hope that it will be amended or something like that. When, I mean, when you're voting, all you're supposed to do is say, I support it or I don't. So it's, uh, it, it kind of shows, flares up the divisions in the Conservative Party and shows, you know, Aaron O'Toole has his work cut out for him. Um, but Aaron O'Toole himself voted to ban, the, voted to just support the bill. So that's good. Is, the, is that the only thing in the bill? And why, would, why did people think it was flawed? Well, two things. First is that. Second is, why did anybody have to whip their party on this vote? Let them vote whoever they want. And let's, you know, let's see where they land. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you could say that about why do we whip parties at all? Um, well, because uh, is a valid criticism. Uh, I don't know. I think I think it's an out for some MPs in a lot of cases. But in a vote like this, just let I would just let everybody vote. I mean, I I think it's important enough that you don't want to risk it failing. You can always pass another bill, but but look, at the NDP didn't have to whip their party. There's nobody in the NDP that's going to vote for for continuing it. Yeah, but but the liberals. Well, I then mean, then knows? you'll see who's really you know then you'll see who's really a liberal. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I don't know if there's anything else in the in the vote. I I, I don't believe there was uh, really, but I didn't read the bill. It was a bit. It's a it's a lengthy. I've heard. 
Well, that's always an As issue. That's always an issue. I mean, if you're trying to do something like this, make it a concise bill that people can read. It does. It can be simple. Well, yeah, I actually don't know if it's like overly lengthy in bills. I was just making a joke that all bills are long. Ah. Moving on, another quick story. The um, So one of the committees in Parliament was trying to force Trudeau to give out his family's speaking contracts to the House of Commons committee in order to be studied in the WE scandal. So it's like his family's speaking contracts for WE. And the committee had the votes um, if everyone voted for the, except the Liberals. And then in the last minute a block MP switched out for somebody else and the new MP that came in and sat on the committee voted against it so the the motion failed to get the Trudeau contracts contract which uh, the chair of the committee NDP Charlie Angus said it felt like being stabbed in the back you can see him in the in the recordings it was done over zoom he's he's like laughing in disbelief because it was so unexpected didn't he accidentally block- vote against it that block guy yeah, that's what I'd say. The block claims it was an accident, that it was a miss, uh, it was lost in translation, and that it was like, you know, so so busy that something just got lost in translation, having to deal with COVID and everything. But uh, when we talked about this story, you said you don't believe that, Dad. Uh, I was talking about the other, the next one. No, well, okay. But what do we think, like, you think that was probably just an accident? Well, I think the block is probably one of the, I don't see why they would not want it out. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Anyway, either way, it's it's funny if they did want it out and they just kind of bungled it. Yeah, no, it's funnier that way. I'm hoping it wasn't an accident. I mean, I hope it was an accident because it makes them kind of look foolish and I don't like the yeah, block party. Uh, yeah, they. I mean, they kind of look foolish just by existing. But anyway, moving on to our transition story where conservative Senator Lynn Byak, Byak, B-E-Y-A-K, I'm not sure how to say her last name, but she is notorious in Canada because she made comments about all the positive things that residential schools did to uh, our indigenous peoples, and uh, or rather the indigenous must have been a, that must have been a short speech. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, she she praised it quite a bit, and then she got a lot of heck for it, and then she also got a whole bunch of letters from people who supported her for saying those things, and they were all very very racist. And then she posted them on her official Senate page to show that people supported her. I mean, and so she put a bunch of racist letters on a government website. So she got in trouble, and then she went to anti-racism training. And then the people said, she's not taking this seriously, and she's not learning anything. So she got sent back to anti-racism training. And then she said, all right. And then they said, all right, she seems to be good now. And none of that is the story. That's All fixed. All fixed. How can you... Aren't we against no. conversion therapies? No, but are, how can how is she still a senator? Um, because is it a lifetime the appointment? Senate, well, yeah, yeah no, it's, no. it's it's is the Senate not a lifetime appointment? No, it's until you're seventy five. Oh, seventy five. I was thinking of the SCOTUS. Oh, maybe no, no. I think the Senate is a lifetime appointment, and our Supreme Court is seventy five. Yeah, maybe so. I'm sure we've had senators older than seventy five, much older. Yeah. Either way, she's not she's not that old, and Andrew Scheer refused to expel her from the Conservative Party, because this was all happening when Andrew Scheer was leader. But now, this same woman has donated to Donald Trump's re-election campaign. And I will start off by saying that if anyone, anyone who donated to Donald Trump's re-election campaign did not pass anti-racism training properly. You wouldn't, it doesn't, I don't think so. I, I'm, I, I'm with you there. <laughs> yeah. 
Secondly, that's illegal. I thought it's it illegal. was. Now, here's the thing. It's definitely illegal for the campaign to accept foreign money. I don't know if it's illegal to actually donate. Probably not. So, so she might not actually have done anything illegal. I don't know. I don't know 100%. If the Trump campaign took the money, then that's illegal. But she should have known that it was illegal for them to take it. But anyway, her her office claims that it was an accident. Yeah, that, that seems that's hard to believe. That's an interesting accident. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I it's pretty I hard to accidentally you... pay somebody. <laughs> it is. Well, unless you're using, like, Venmo and you picked the wrong name. Right. But that probably wasn't the way they did it. <laughs> probably <Yeah>. not. <laughs> you know, you're right, Dill, about the 75 age limit on the Senate. Oh, really? Yeah. But, I mean, either way, it's time to get rid of the Senate. Oh, yeah. Get rid of it or reform it in some way. Like, I feel like maybe it could be useful. I like the idea of sober second thought, but the way it is right now, it's it's almost as bad as England. I think they're rarely sober. <laughs> I wouldn't well, be. Well, it's modeled after the House of Lords, I think. It is. It is modeled after yeah. the House of Lords. Yeah, but I think the House of Lords is worse because you still inherit those seats. Oh, right. By right. large. As opposed by to being appointed. Yeah. Now, and people are appointed. Like appointments do happen still, but there are some seats that are just permanently inherited, and that is so classic and even more useless because then half the people who inherit their seats they never go. Like it's yeah. just the title. But they have so many. Like I, I feel like our senators, and this is saying something. Our senators do more than their House of Lords. Uh, that is saying but, something. Uh, but you still, but you're still being, you know, you're being appointed for political favors and absolutely all kind. Yeah. yeah 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 they should make the it Senate. elected it just if you're gonna have it make it elected and give it a bit of clout and then but yeah but then but then the issue becomes nothing gets done right like if you have if you have to pass through two bodies and they aren't controlled by the same party nothing gets done well yeah i feel like maybe that didn't used to be the case because that's kind of how the u.s has operated for ages but I feel like now in these hyper-partisan times, and I do think that we're getting more partisan, I think you're right, it would work a lot less. I was like, it didn't work for Obama from 2010 yeah. on. Uh, barely got anything done with the Republicans in, com- in control of the legislatures. Yeah, I think you could get rid of the Senate in Canada. It, it, they make quite a bit of money, and they don't really do anything. They Every once in a while, yeah. they stomp their feet that they didn't get enough time to read a bill, but, you know, have a little temper tantrum. But other than that, they don't. They just rubber stamp these bills. It's it's kind of stupid. Yeah. Well, you I mean you can say the same thing about the governor general. Yeah, absolutely. Um. I mean, all these things are constitutional reform, and and very difficult to do that in Canada. I have a um, unfortunately someone that I have to deal with in my day to day life has been veering quite far to the right and she asked me a week or two ago um, she well what she said was the Prime Minister of Canada is appointed by the Queen right <laughs> <laughs> you just say yes that's right that's exactly yeah, right yep that's exactly a, that's what happens right. yeah <laughs> I mean he's, I mean he's a, he's a picked at birth and then when he reaches <laughs> a certain age. have you ever seen the Lion King it's a bit like that yeah <laughs> I mean, technically, legally, not even legally, like technically he is, technically he is, but not in practice. No, he's elected, right. I mean, and then the queen says, the queen rubber stamps the election. 
well, yes. the governor general on behalf of the queen. Yeah. Yes, yes, but but in, in the words of you know, it's the queen's cabinet. The queen appoints cabinet on advice from the prime minister, who she's also you know technically picked. But but no, it's not like the queen actually picks the prime minister. Yeah, but you're right. I probably shouldn't have laughed out loud. <laughs> I would have laughed <laughs> no. out loud. No, if if the, if the person actually thought like the queen came to Canada and just like picked somebody, that's pretty stupid. But but she's not technically a hundred percent wrong. It's strange. Why do we even have the queen? Good Don't question. go killing off the queen. I'm really looking forward to the next uh, season of The Crown, which is um, streaming in November. Me too. Me too. November fifteenth. Yeah, it's it's up to like areas where I remember. I haven't seen an episode, but I read about it and I heard they're talking to. About the queen clashing with Diana. Yeah, we're starting to enter our lifetime. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. We've... I mean, we're, sorry, we're starting to enter your guys' lifetime, not mine. Yeah. You were there, I think. Maybe. No, you weren't. It was before. No. Yeah. No. It was pre-you. Anyway, moving on to Trump. On the tr- on this seamless transition from, from the senator donating to Trump to Trump. And first thing yeah. I'm going to talk about is non-Trump, but Amy Coney Barrett was confirm- confirmed to the Supreme Court on Monday. Which makes it six three now, and it could make for an interesting election. Could I, I, I don't? I do not. Here's my here. I'm gonna like just just say this right out loud, even though uh, it's probably not a good thing to say. I do not think that the election will be close enough to be contested in any real way. I hope you're right, and and all the early voting, right. all the early voting gives me hope that that's true. Yeah, it could be, uh, but I I mean I think. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. I just, I, I, I don't want to give myself that hope just in case it's wrong. I still, I, I hope that's true. I, I'm still not convinced that Trump's going to lose. Well, you know, we we tend to go, in terms of odds, we go by Nate Silver's uh, website. And I heard an interview with him last uh, week, and he was talking about, you know, he really got hammered after the 2016 election because he had done all of his data crunching, number crunching, and he came up with a 70% chance of Hillary winning and a 30% chance of Trump winning. And that was actually still uh, quite a reasonable projection, and Trump won. But this this year, he says 87% Biden, 13% Trump. That's a much different set of odds. And let me tell you this, you know, Donald Trump, I mean, first of all, you know, we we all know he lost the popular vote. So everybody who projected that, you know, Hillary Clinton was going to win the popular vote, uh, you know, if you look at vote share projections, a lot of people were right on that aspect and then you talk about he won the election he he barely won the election you know like wisconsin michigan and pennsylvania gave him the election and all of those were within uh two percentage points one of them was within was less than one percentage point donald trump barely won the election and saying hillary clinton has a 70 percent chance and donald trump has a 30 percent chance i mean that's not that's not saying hillary clinton's gonna win right i, I would take a 30 percent chance at being president of the united states sure that's not bad odds they're not great but they're not bad so this time the question is will any states be close enough that 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 the you know the recount goes on for days and days i'm not sure i mean people obviously are thinking pennsylvania might be i i don't think so i think pennsylvania is going to go clearly for biden but i could be wrong maybe i think i think if there are going to be close states that might do a recount it would be before pennsylvania i would say ohio iowa florida or t- uh, Texas or Georgia. 
I don't think Texas is going to go blue as much as I would like. I think it's still going to be clearly red. It would be exciting if it went blue for yeah. sure. I don't think it'll go blue, but it might be close enough to do a recount. I hope Florida is. Um, and, and and to be honest, if all of those, whether they go Biden or Trump, if they're close to a recount, if Biden clearly wins every Clinton state, which he will, plus Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, he's won. It doesn't matter if, all, if even if he goes all those states and then there's a recount, they all go red. Biden still wins. Correct. I, I have to say I'm much more confident about this one. I, I look at, you know, we, we talk about the polls and after 2016, you know, people say don't we can't trust the polls. Well, the polls weren't as off as it made it seem. It was the media that really blew it up and said Hillary Clinton will win. But then you look, you know, the polls then said, okay, we're going to go all the pollsters. You know, they went and they refined, and they they did really well in 2018 on the midterms with their projections. In in many cases, actually underestimating Democrats. And then now, you know, even some Republicans internals give Joe Biden a, a huge lead. So. Vote. I think Joe Biden will win. Certainty. I think it's very likely Joe Biden will win the Electoral College, and only if some funny business goes on in the courts will Donald Trump be president. Yeah, I hope there's no chance for funny business. I'm really excited about Arizona. I would love to see Arizona flip. Um, Really annoyed at Duden in North Carolina, the Democratic candidate who had it made and then got himself into a little sexting scandal. You know, turns out he has a girlfriend who he's been um, texting with. And the texts are, like, so innocuous, it's almost embarrassing. Yeah. But enough to take him, you know, to put him, his win in jeopardy. I think he's still going to win, but... Uh, yeah, I, he's still... Uh, my, my understanding is he's still comfortably ahead. Yeah. Who is that? But, man, dude, like, why would you... Oh, That's not... That's Cal Cunningham. He's running for the Senate. Oh, okay. Which oh, I yeah, sorry. Argue... Talking about the Senate. I would argue the Senate is more important for Democrats to win than the presidency. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Always. But for moral recovery of the country, we, we can't have Trump, right? Yeah. Like, like, like we, yeah. the, past, the past four years has been horrible. I mean, the weight that hangs over you every single waking minute is horrible. Yeah, I, I can't imagine getting through another four years. It feels no. like it's been 200 already. Oh, it does. It absolutely does. I mean, if he wins, I'm I'm leaving. There's no way I can handle another four years. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I don't think he'll win, but it is, you know, a, a possibility that is disheartening. Yes. I, I mean, I also think, and I'm surprised more people don't realize this, more voters. I think a lot of people in the establishment do. I think it's best for the Republican Party if Biden wins. Oh, of course. Absolutely. That's why so many of them are throwing their hats in his corner. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because, yeah. The other thing I want to say is, you know, I said it's important for Democrats to get the Senate, but, you know, we were talking last week, and uh, I don't know if you heard, Mary, or have seen in the news, but Mitch McConnell seems to be rotting away. Um, (gasps) Did you see those photos? Yeah. He looks like a zombie. Yeah, so maybe they don't really need to win the Senate. Maybe they just need to wait for his limbs to finish falling off, and then... uh, (laughs) They, uh, they just get a more reasonable leader in for the Republicans. And the fact that he won't say anything about it, like, yeah. he will not yeah. comment at Do you have that. any health He's issues? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but but your hands black. Were, oh, man, those were awful photos. You know what else is exciting, Mary? Uh, getting rid of Susan Collins. Oh, I think that is definitely going to happen. And and it's looking like it's it's tight. It's very tight. But it's looking like we might also get rid of Joni Ernst in Iowa. What about Lisa Murkowski? Where is she? Alaska. Um, she's not up for 
she's she's oh, Alaska. She's, she's, she's not Alaska. up for re-election for oh. two years. Two more years. Okay. Just forget. But, I always uh, forget where she is. Yeah, no, she's she's Alaska. Two more years. Dan Sullivan from Alaska is up for re-election this year, and it's I mean it's interesting because you know talking about the Senate, there are a lot of races that Republicans will are still going to win, but the Democrats have made it much closer than it would be in any other year. Yeah. Like Kansas, like Alaska, like South Carolina. Yep. Lindsey Graham's going to win as much as I'd love to see him gone, but he shouldn't, in any other year, he wouldn't have to be on Fox News begging for money. Do you think there's any chance he won't win that race? I hope so. I'd love I to think, see him. I mean, like, I, I would say there's a chance, but I would put it in like the 10 percentile. There are very few people I want to slap more than that man. Yeah. <laughs> He is, oh gosh, he just yeah. went from being someone who you could kind of respect to being just a slithery snake. Well, so many of the Republican senators you could almost say that about. Yeah. I just call them bootlickers. Like, bootlickers. A yeah. whole yeah. lot of them. Yeah. Well, they're, they're paying the price now, most of them. Yeah. Good. They deserve it. Yeah. We're going to get rid of Cory Gardner in Colorado, and he's pretty bad. That's almost a sure thing. Getting rid of Martha McSally in Arizona. Yes. Two Democratic senators from Arizona. That's going to be awesome. That Yeah, I'm really thrilled with the. You know, I knew Nevada has been going blue um, for the last number of years, and, and you could sort of feel it moving into Arizona. The people are yeah. moving around the country, right? The, the demographic is really changing quite a lot. Yeah. Well, and, and a lot of states are getting more a republic or a Democratic, like, uh, you know, the past couple elections, Texas has gotten closer and closer. Yeah. And I think it'll be, a, I think it'll go blue in 2024, depending on the candidate. I think Arizona will turn into a Democratic stronghold within the next couple or so elections. But then, you know, it's interesting because states like Minnesota, which has been the longest voting Democrat, Democratic state, they were the only state to go for... Uh, Oh, I don't know. One of the one of the big Republican wave years. Maybe it was Mondale. Um, I think they were the only state to go for Mondale. Um, <laughs> but, they're good uh, folk. They're good folk up there, Dylan. There, but they're slowly getting more Republican. That may be a little bit of a that may be a mirage. I don't know if that's real. Maybe I I the the way I've heard it explained is people are moving out of states like Minnesota and into states like Arizona. And that's why, you know, Arizona's going blue and Minnesota's going red. Oh, you mean, like, you're thinking, like, the baby boomers are moving? Retiring and and moving from places like Minnesota? That could be. It's too cold for them up there. I think the baby there. boomers are voting Democrat. Too cold for those old folks up there. <laughs> <laughs> they got to move somewhere warm. But it's a dry heat, so it's okay. Yeah. It is. Arizona's lovely. You've been there, James. I have. And I, I do like the desert, and I'm, I think I'll probably move to the desert, assuming that Trump is not reelected. It, it was still hot. I, I don't care that it was a dry heat. It was hot. <laughs> we well, went, but Arizona is so varied. I mean, you went up to the Grand Canyon too. Yeah, that was very nice. It was pleasant. It was even chilly at the Grand Canyon. Yeah, but mm -hmm. Phoenix, and it, it was. You walked outside, and it felt like you were standing behind. You know, when you stand behind a bus and you get that hot breeze. Yep. It felt like that, but there was no bus. Yeah, <laughs> and everything shimmers. Yeah, it was insane. Because, I mean, our, we got married in uh, June, right? So, I That's mean, right. June in Arizona is is hot. But I, but huh. in Phoenix, but not everywhere, Arizona has mountains and uh, forests. Yeah, and yeah we, drove no, we drove north. It was very nice. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm hoping that uh, even on the next gubernatorial election, uh, Arizona might get a Democratic governor. Definitely could. I think if they go blue, depending, 
I think it'll, I mean, it'll largely depend on, you know, we talk about the political climate now, if they end up hating what Joe Biden does for two years, because I think in two years is their next gubernatorial election, then they might, you know, revolt and go back. But it'll be interesting. I, it'll be interesting to see how Arizona votes over the next bit. I have a question for you, Mary. You know Joe Manchin? Yes, from West Virginia. Yeah, yeah. Almost seven. From West Virginia. But uh, he's very, uh, very I'll tell him you said that, James. <laughs> very conservative. So if the Democrats get, say, say it's a tie, say it's 50-50, but they win the presidency, so they technically get the majority. If Joe Biden and Kamala Harris try to push through what Joe Manchin considers too liberal of an agenda, do you think he'll switch parties? No. No? No, not a chance. Why not? Because I, 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 I well, maybe I'm cheating a bit on the question. Because I don't think the, the, the premise will, will occur. Like, I don't think there's any chance that they'll push through too liberal of an agenda for Joe Manchin. It would have to be shockingly liberal. <laughs> like, I, mean, I can't think of what they would I can't think of what they would do that would that would make him switch parties. But like something like a like Joe Biden's talked about a public option for health care. You know, and, and Joe Biden or Joe Manchin's a guy who like voted for Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, but Biden doesn't honestly doesn't I don't think Biden has the balls to go that far. I, no. I am I am not expecting a lot of particularly left-leaning or even interesting legislation in a Joe Biden presidency. I mean, I don't expect a lot, but but I think I think he's going to piss off a lot of progressives who worked to unify left-leaning people around him to get him elected. If he doesn't, I agree. Well, I mean, I guess. But where are they going to go? Election, he might not care. Yeah, I don't. I think he's gonna. I uh, well, I'm not sure, but I, I I expect he will be. It will just be more about trying to keep the ship sailing in a uh, calm way for the next four years. You know what I mean? Trying to get everything yeah. back on track. I don't know. We'll see. Like I for example, there's going to be hell to pay if he tries to impose. And I, I don't think the president actually can do this anyway. But if he were, for example, to try to impose a a, a national mask mandate. Yeah. Do not think that will fly. So, so one of the one of the things I've heard is that if the Democrats win control of the presidency, the Senate, and the House, and they're almost certainly going to get the House, you know, the other two are maybe less certain, but say they win all three, I've heard that they might try to push through some big thing in those two years because they will expect to lose the Senate, possibly even the House again in the next midterms. So, one of the things I've heard is they might try to push through statehood for D.C. and Puerto Rico. Do you think that could happen? That would be great. That I'm I'm 100% behind, and uh, but Puerto Rico is voting on that too, so they have to vote for it first. Well, I I did I read on that, but I've read it's their fifth voting since fifth referendum on this for 2000 since 2000, and the last two already went pro statehood. You think though, after the last miserable wretched couple of years, they'll still want to be? <laughs> but Trump gave them all those nice paper towels. Tossed him at those paper towels. No, I'm the... sure. I think you're right, Dale. But I don't think that that statehood for D.C. is going to be particularly controversial, and I don't think really for Puerto Rico either. I mean, the Republicans are very against it because they say it'll just give Democrats four more senators and X amount of more electoral college votes. It's true that they're yes, it's true that they're against it, but I just don't think anyone cares that much. You know, no. like I just don't think there's enough really strong feelings about it uh, to cause that much of a backlash. I do not think the Democrats are going to try to push anything major through with health care. Yeah. Maybe some Medicaid expansion. Uh, well, 
you know, know. With people people like Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi at the helm, and wouldn't be too surprised. Yeah. But uh, a part of me hopes Kamala Harris will will push a little bit more of a left left. But even then, she's like she's only been left since the primaries. She is not left. I mean, she's yeah. I I like her. I, I have no problem with her, but she is definitely not a a in the leftist wing of the party. No, yeah, and I never thought that, but I was yeah. thinking like a little bit more left than Joe Biden. But, you know, the thing is, what? why? They don't really have any reason to. To what? To, to, to push through a more progressive agenda. I mean, outside of the fact that it's best for the people. Oh, yeah, no, you can't look at it like that. <laughs> <laughs> don't be silly. That's not the way it works. <laughs> Oh, you're you're you you've got your rose-colored glasses on. No, no, seriously though, I just don't think I just don't think that's why Biden was not my candidate of choice, right? Yeah, I, I don't think he'll be particularly effective. I think at this point that that what he does do is just like calms things down a little bit. Yeah. Do you think if he does run for the election? Yeah, exactly. Do you think if he doesn't run for re-election that Elizabeth Warren will run again? There's no way he'll run for re-election. He's too old, and he's promised he wouldn't. Um, I thought I saw that he said he wouldn't, but then he kind of backtracked on that, and he said, probably not. Yeah, oh, he did God, have so he did have backtrack on that. I saw that as well. Really? The guy can yeah. barely talk. I mean, come on. He's ancient. He didn't say he, he would, but he like, didn't say he like absolutely Joe, won't. Yeah. It's kind of like, Joe, come on. You're going to be lucky if you serve your first full four years. Yeah. He needs to, he, he hopefully will get out of the way for somebody like Kamala Harris. Now, whether this country can handle voting for a woman, who knows? I wonder if maybe Joe Biden dies and then Kamala Harris. <gasps> That's becomes, terrible. What? That's a terrible thing to say. To wonder if he's going to die in office? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we're in a pandemic. Okay, go ahead. Like, if Joe Biden. And he's old. Like, he could happen. Yeah, it could. If, if it happens, I'm not saying I want it to happen, but. If it happens and Kamala Harris inherits the presidency, yes. um, I wonder if that will get that first awkward stage of having to vote for a woman out of the way. And they're like, well, it's already happened. Might as well keep doing it. And then she could actually win. Maybe. Except for nobody actually just... voted for her to be president. Yes, but, that, but my point was, like, you know, they will have had a woman president. The misogynist will see that the world didn't fall apart. And, and maybe more people would be open to it once it happens. Maybe. Like up here with Kim Campbell. But, oh yeah, right. But only if she toes a very moderate middle-of-the-road line, right? That's that's the thing. If she seems like she's getting too progressive, then no, it won't work. Yeah. I just want Elizabeth Warren to be president. That's all I want. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't disagree. I'm just not sure it will happen. It probably won't. I liked Amy Klobuchar. She was kind of interesting. Really? I thought she was In just some like- ways. Well, I think I think she has a certain. Uh, I think that she could potentially do okay with the white working class. That's really what it is. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that last time you were on, you shamed me for saying that I would consider voting for Christia Freeland, and then you come back out here and say you're voting <laughs> for Klobuchar. They're the same. I was. I'm not thinking about who who I prefer. I'm thinking about the people that could win that difficult slice of the population mm. that always feels so hard done by the world's done them a wrong yeah yeah white folks have had it tough <laughs> yeah white men especially it's a hard place to it's be a hard hard life <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, Pete Buttigieg has been has been receiving quite a lot of praise recently. I think he's really setting himself up for a big political future. Oh, that would be great. I, yeah, I did. I did. I haven't really been following him too much, but I did see the headline that he went on Fox News and did a good job. He's been on Fox News a few times. He's been praised for, you know, he had a Trump heckler at one of the events he was at, and he got mm. the heckler to denounce white supremacy, and he was like, good, well, there's one thing we agree on. Let's make that a start. Aww. Um, and then, and then I think he said, "Well, let's see if you can get your president to do the same thing." Um, yeah, but but he's I, I've heard a lot of praise heaped on him, and he was never my first choice. But as far as the moderates go, he was up there. I think he'll definitely get a place in the Biden administration, maybe veteran affairs. I think he's setting himself up well. It it, it always helps to be a, a veteran uh, when you're running for office in this country. You know, yeah. All right. Well, you know, what more can we say? We've just got to wait. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, the, the hardest part. Yes, according to Mr. Petty. Mm. The coronavirus is still chugging along down there. On Monday, oh, <laughs> on Monday, Trump said, we've made tremendous progress with the China virus, but the fake news refuses to talk about it this, this close to the election. COVID, COVID, COVID is being used by them in total coordination in order to change our great early election numbers should be an election law violation. <laughs> this is an election, guys. It's no time to talk about the issues. No. <laughs> it's, it's insane. You know, when he went after doctors a couple days ago, though, that really pissed me off. I mean, it, it sounds even stupid to say that. Everything out of his mouth pisses me off, but yeah. that just was so... Oh, when I thought about what they've been going through, it just is really so offensive. Did you hear what he was talking about, the mask law in California, that you have to leave your mask on while you're eating in California? First of all, is that true? <laughs> no. Of oh, I didn't not. think so. So he was taught he was at one of his rallies and he talked about this like fancy mask where you can get you know, there's a spot where you can eat, like it opens up and you can eat or something. And then he goes, uh, But yeah. the germs just go right through with the food <laughs> and it just <laughs> you know that movie Osmosis Jones? It just it just made me think of that. Like has Trump been watching that recently? I know he watches a lot of T V. It came he got it came from something Gavin Newsom said a few weeks ago where he and it it all got kind of blown out of out of context but he made some comment which was kind of silly but I knew what he was trying to say about pulling up your mask getting to the table not necessarily having your mask down the whole time but pulling it up when you are not actually putting food or drink in your mouth right and it just came out sounding kind of ridiculous, and then people sort of blew it up, and that's where he got that from. But no, there's there's no law about that. California's like any place else. If you're outside and you're within six feet of someone, you're supposed to have your mask on. Yeah. Or if you go inside or if you're sitting on a patio, you're supposed to have it on while you're not eating. But yeah. no. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I wear mine. When I'm out on the trails around here, I take mine when I'm hiking and stuff. People are pretty good about pulling their masks up when you pass. When you pass people, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wear mine to the grocery store and whatnot. And whenever we go into the restaurants, obviously, we we tend not to go to as many restaurants as, as we did. Cause, you, know. you can eat inside there? Yeah. Yeah, you can. Still in Hull. Not oh. in Brampton again. Not in Toronto again. They went. They regressed back to stage two. But in Halton, you still can. I don't know mm. how we keep the Peel region and the the metro people out of halton but uh, right right and then on the 30th in the u.s they hit 9 million total cases and had 98,800 cases in that one day yeah it's crazy 
it's crazy and it's it's also weird because I don't know if you f find this, but if you're not actually you know work in or near a long-term care facility or a hospital, it's like it's not right in your face. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we have such a small number of cases in in my county, but there's been an outbreak among hospital staff. There's certainly been outbreaks in long-term care centers, but you don't actually see it yourself. And I think that's why so many of these people just, they can't, their brains are not able to accept that something is happening that they don't want to have happening unless they see it. Yeah. You know, yeah, they absolutely. just can't, they just can't accept it. So I guess it won't be until one of their own family members dies. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. And even no. then, maybe, even then, maybe it won't make a difference. I don't know. Then uh, according to a Stanford University study, 18 Trump rallies have led to 30,000 COVID cases. I don't know yeah. if the study's accurate or not, but that's awesome. So, I don't know if Trump knows how voting works, because based on previous comments, he probably doesn't know. But the the idea is you want your base to be alive. Yeah, because if Especially they die, because, even if they early vote, it gets taken out. Exactly. Like, it would be yeah. one thing if they could cast their ballot before they, they kick it, right? But yeah. But they're against yeah. early voting, too. Like, come on. <laughs> Pick your lane. If you're going to kill off all your supporters before Election Day, you should be very much in favor of mail-in and early voting. Yeah. Well, that was really funny because, of course, re older Republicans have been the people who vote by mail the most. Yeah. yeah. And then and then you get into the all the people who went to the Trump rally and then were left stuck in the freezing cold. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I felt kind of bad for them. I know it's crazy to even say that. I mean... No, it's probably good to have the human sympathy, but also Trump voters, I care a lot less. Well, I just, I feel bad because I feel bad for people who really, truly believe that he is looking out for them. Yeah. Even though that is so laughable to the rest of us, Absolutely. right? Like, of course he's not. He's not yeah. capable. He's a narcissist. He's not capable of looking out for anyone. Especially when they think they he's looking out it. for the little guy. Like, they think he's yeah. looking out for the little guy. He would, come on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. He spent his whole life, he spent his whole life taking advantage of the little guy. Absolutely. Yeah. But you're right. You know, when you get into the deep red states, like it's people who it's not even just Trump duping them. In half of the states, it's their education system duping them. It's, it's the whole system that's been duping them and their families for ages to secure their votes. And they just it's it's people. It's a lot large proportion of the population just doesn't actually know better. Yeah. His base is uneducated white men. Yeah. And, and uneducated in that is all you need to know, right? Well, no, not necessarily. Also white and also men. But I feel like it just goes to show you that it's, you know, people who are being taken advantage of who... Yeah, yeah they bought his stakes. They went to his of. university. Yeah. And now they vote for him for president. Oh, man, I forgot about the stakes. That seems like so long ago. I saw Biden, the Biden campaign released an ad recently that was just all of Trump's business failings in the last 40 years. And yeah, Don't they like only have 30 seconds to, for an ad? <laughs> <laughs> they did it quite quickly, but it was like three casinos, a vodka brand, the university, the stakes, and, uh, a hotel. And if you can't make a casino work, something's wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Moving back to COVID just briefly, one more point on the COVID. It took three months to get the first 500,000 cases in the U.S., and last week... It was an increase of five hundred thousand cases. Yeah. So, so when he goes when he goes around saying this thing is under control and we've turned a corner, man, it, 
if he thinks you turned right, you turned left. Like this is not going the way he wants. Yeah. I don't I don't understand how these doctors and nurses keep going. I do not understand how these people don't just just quit on mass and yeah. and leave us to our, you know, our our illnesses. I just it's just remarkable to me. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. You know, it's almost it almost almost has happened what you just said the doctor's kind of just quitting in alberta uh recently because the provincial government announced a plan to fire eleven thousand healthcare employees in the middle of a pandemic <laughs> love alberta's government and then they went a bunch of healthcare workers went on a wildcat strike i saw them marching outside the hospital didn't wait for the union or anything they just went on strike i saw them marching because i walked by the hospital on my way to school and they were all out there marching and the government was like, get back to work. And they were like, why? You're going to fire us. You're going to fire us anyway in the middle of a pandemic. You clearly don't care if we're actually working. So why should we? And, and you know, I heard a lot of people saying, you know, they're, we're in the middle of a pandemic. People need your help. Get to work. And I get that. But, I mean, if everyone's just going to be ungrateful for it and the government's not going to properly fund, you know, like, you know, they're, they're striking because they care, because they care about the healthcare system, because they want to be able to work, and the government is basically saying no. Yeah. So, yep. so I have to, like, like, I get, I get that we really need the, our doctors and nurses working, but there are also, they are also people, and we can't expect them to, you know, be superheroes all the time. Ah, I'm yep. 100% behind the doctors there. If they're going to be fired yeah. anyway, screw it, I'm out. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, I mean, also, you know, the fact that they didn't necessarily know that they were the ones who were going to be fired, but they're out there anyway, right? On behalf yeah. of the ones the that will be are. fired, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dale, just throwing back to last week for a minute, we, Mary, I'm sure you saw the uh, Rudy Giuliani video or heard reports of the Rudy Giuliani <laughs> video before. We talked about it last week a little bit, but. I did watch Do it. Do not, James, I've seen you lie down on the bed to tuck in your shirt. That's just <laughs> normal activity for men. No, but I think he's a weird old dude. I'm thinking it's possible. And I saw an article to back up. My point last week was that I was 80% sure that's not what it was. But 20% of me thinks it could have been. Like, I, I, I'm not, I, it could have been. <laughs> so, have you seen the movie? No, but I've saw, I saw that clip. I have not seen it either. Um, if you watch it, it kind of looks like he's tucking it. Anyway, I saw an article in a, in a paper called The Washingtonian, and they yeah. agreed with me that Rudy did look like he was going for a tuck in the video. However, they said there was so many other troubling things that that, that doesn't even matter. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. It's. I mean, that's that's the brilliance of Borat, right? It doesn't really matter yeah. what was happening. That's not the point. <laughs> You gotta love Sasha Baron. Absolutely, He's a pretty, pretty amazing guy, yeah. and 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 you know his philanthropic efforts are amazing too. So, yeah, yeah. Dylan just actually sent me a a link of one of his speeches about. I mean, it was about Trump, but he didn't never actually said it by name. But it was very well done, very articulate young man. Yeah, <laughs> it's too bad that I that I always just picture him in his underwear yeah. <laughs> or less. Or <laughs> <laughs> anyway you can see the the supreme court's already starting to work for trump on monday they upheld a wisconsin decision that blocked extending the wisconsin deadline for absentee ballots by six days now this is six days past the election day to count ballots that were postmarked by the election day so kavanaugh in the whatever called majority opinion wrote 
States want to avoid the chaos and suspicions of impropriety that can ensue if thousands of absentee ballots flow in after Election Day and potentially flip the results in an election. In the dissent, just as Elena Kagan wrote, there are no results to flip until all the votes are counted, and nothing could be more (laughs) suspicious or improper than refusing to tally votes once the clock strikes 12 on election night. And Yeah, that is a bit... I mean... A hundred percent. Anyone disagree with that? There's nothing to flip if the election results haven't finished. And like they said, there's no way this is what the founding fathers had in mind. It probably took a long time to count all the ballots back then because they didn't have all the conveniences that we do today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yes, absolutely. And and you know, yeah, sometimes it took weeks or months to get the votes from places from yeah. places that were snowed in and all yeah. this kind of stuff. Yeah, but it's you know, a, the funny thing is, this this same group of people would be absolutely horrified if you didn't accept their tax returns that were postmarked on tax day. Yeah, absolutely. If it's, you said we're too late. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Just, uh, I, I don't even know, like, why, uh, I can't even begin yeah, to nothing, talk. I know, I know, nothing frustrates me more than, than this, like, deliberate disenfranchising of people. Yeah. I just don't understand. Like, no matter who does it, it's it doesn't make any sense. You, you want as many people to vote as possible. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Why would you try to... It's so, it's so disheartening to know that there is now this almost insurmountable majority on the in the U.S. Supreme Court. It's going to take decades decades to get some decent justices back on there because there are now three trump appointees they're going to be on there for at least another 40 years yeah like that is devastating and and really all of the democratic justices need to retire voluntarily as soon as joe biden's elected and joe biden should appoint a bunch of people who are in their 20s or younger just children just kids james (laughs) he's getting radical now (laughs) Calm it down. <laughs> we we believe in um, court packing, not 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 putting out twenty year olds on the court. <laughs> Expanding the court. The seriously, it's it's just it's troubling. It's very troubling. Like the fact that they're going to be shaping U.S. law for for decades. It is. Yeah, it's a problem. But there's, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, he. I, I don't know. The problem, if you start packing the court, then when the Republicans are in charge, they'll just put more on again. Well, you guys did it yeah. first, right? Yeah, no, I'm not a fan. Of course, the problem is if, if the Democrats don't do it, the, the Republicans might still do it anyway, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's but, true. Um, no, I'm not a fan. I'm never a fan of doing things like that. But th- there are other alternatives. You could assassinate a couple of... <laughs> <laughs> We'll just see which 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 way we go. Yeah. Term limits. Where's the mob? Sometimes you need the mob. Yeah. What? There hasn't been a good mob hit in a while. No. Speaking of the mob, the Trump organization has received <laughs> 2.5 million in taxpayer money from federal government trips. Most of it are by Trump himself visiting his company properties in New Jersey, Florida, Scotland, Ireland since since he took office. 280 trips since 2017 but don't worry because he does give his paycheck to charity oh thank god it's not very much but I, the, I how is that legal the, the, how is that legal i don't know it's you know unitary executive theory or whatever the heck that was in what's that movie with 
the guy in Amy Redhair. Yeah, that's um, really clear. I know exactly. I know, actually know what you're talking about. Believe it or not. <laughs> Thank you, Mary. What's I know who called? you're talking about. Dick? No. <laughs> oh, the Dick Cheney Vice President movie. Oh, Vice. Okay, so you didn't know what I was talking. Oh, about. that was Vice. great. Yeah, yeah. With what's her face? Yeah. Amy. Amy something. Yeah. I love her. What's her last name? Me too. <laughs> yeah, you're both obviously enamored. <laughs> I'm sure she has oh, a last God. name. Smart. It's. She's, she's got that little nose that I like. I, little I nose. It's. It is. Adams. And, and Christian Bale. Wait, is it Adams? Is it Amy Adams? No. Yeah, Adams. Is no. that who it is? Yeah. And I, is I it Christian know. Bale? Please? Christian Bale. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, great movie. Yep. Unitary. Oh, it is Amy Adams. You're right. Yeah. Unitary executive theory: nothing the president does is illegal because it's done by the president. Yep. Yeah. If he loses, do you think there's any chance he's going to go to jail, Mary? No, not really. No, that's too bad. I, d- I don't. I don't. I don't really think so. No. And I think pursuing that would, would not be in the best interests of the Democrats. I, I mean, if there's maybe, I don't know if there's, I don't think it would be a good idea for the government to pursue it. If if there's some other way he could go to jail, I don't know. Maybe one of the states might try, but I doubt Joe Biden will. It would not be a good use of his time. The 2020 U.S. election is to cost $14 billion, most of it in TV ads. And that's another thing. that they they got to put some sort of limits on this, right? Do we have $14 billion? Not we. Do you have $14 well, billion dollars to be thrown around uh, on TV campaign ads? Finance reform, campaign finance reform. I mean, isn't you know, we've been trying to do something about it for a long time. Isn't that mostly private money in the U.S.? Yeah, but it's it's the the That's issue worse. is that there should be limits on the amount any private individual can contribute, and that was all just kind of done away with by by allowing PACs to contribute to campaigns. Yeah, so it's just insane. Fourteen billion dollars, like that's imagine how much how much good that could have done somewhere exactly. in the economy. Exactly. Like, Correct. Put that in a like relief if, budget to the people that lost their jobs due to COVID. You know, Let's have guaranteed something. income. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of money. Yeah, and none of it goes back into, except, you know, maybe f- pads the wallets of a few marketing types, but it doesn't go back into society, right? No. It's not goods being no. purchased. No, yeah. no, exactly. <laughs> Moving on, the White House Office of Science and Technology. Didn't know there was one, but... <laughs> they- the, in this government, that's just like one guy in a closet yelling at a brick wall he, they issued a statement that claims trump ended covid that's on his list of accomplishments over his term ended covid oh and also God. also on that really? list is that. also on that list is understanding the planet well i think he has his own planetary view <laughs> he <laughs> understands his planet yeah yeah <laughs> he lit he understands whatever alternate reality he lives in yep i got i got two just to, to throw a damper on the uh, earlier 83% of the uh, voters. Oh, I had one question on you. So you said 87 for Biden, 13 yep. for Trump. How many for Kanye? <laughs> Is Kanye still running? I thought maybe he'd yeah. be thrown by now. No, he's on the ballot. All right. Well, I, I can't say. And this was Nate Silver's prediction, not mine. And okay. it was last Sunday. So, you know, it, it could be all different now. Now, there there are two pollsters that in 2016 predicted the Trump win. Yep. They are un- saying that once again, Trump support is underestimated. He They say that there is a segment of the population that won't share their opinion for fear of being judged. And they call them shy Trump voters. 
Yeah, but there's a lot of shy Biden voters too in the red states. I hope so. I just I don't know. I just try maybe <laughs> I I, maybe I'm trying to build up a defense in case he does win again. Yeah, there is also that there's that 13 point list guy thing that uh, has like cr- predicted every cr- uh, U.S. election yep. correctly since 1984, and he he correctly predicted Trump. He's saying Biden this time. He is, and Nate Silver since last week he's down to 10 percent on Trump. So I don't know. I just, he can't. He can't win. He just can't, you know? Well, there's now celebrity support behind him. He has Jack Nicholas has come out in support of Donald Trump saying he's worked for the average person. So I just thought, how average is Jack? So I just Googled Jack's net worth, $320 million. I don't think Jack's been an average person for quite some time. <laughs> and there's also uh, Bobby Orr. Yeah, I don't like to talk about that one. No, you that's it's just hurtful. Sorry, it happened. No, I don't even think he's a U.S. citizen. That's the really yeah. sick thing about. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You want to talk about really famous endorsement? The leader of the Canadian Senate Conservative Caucus. You know that famous man. I don't remember his name. I can tell you he's old and white, and that should narrow it down for you. And a man. But he also he endorsed Donald Trump's reelection, and also said that he hopes Republicans keep control of the Senate. Cool. And, uh, yeah, and I, I mean, I have to say, who cares? I, I what mean, you I, have to say? Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Senator Man. Well, that's yeah. a, that's it for, for the TNT segment tonight. And I think, I think Mary, you're going to take off after this. You've had a bit of a long day, so thanks for calling in. Yeah, rough day out on the waters uh, in a kayak. And um, it was wonderful to get out and get some fresh air, some fresh, salty air. And thanks. Good to see you guys. But I have to rest up now. Yeah, and we'll, it's going to be uh, an intense week. And you're on. You're on again for next week. Let's let's say for 100 percent if Biden wins, and we might all just be too depressed to do it at all if Trump wins. But we'll see. Yeah, let's just not not count on that, and we'll just see. All right. Okay. Hope to talk to you next hey. week then. All right, and I'm sure we'll be talking online after election day. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. All right. Bye, Mary. Bye. Bye, bye. Closer to fine. Well, once again, I'd like to thank Mary for joining us. I know she had a long day and was tired, but was able to put some time in with us to preview this hopefully exciting week, hopefully the end of Trump. You know, I used to be concerned about renaming our last segment, but now I'll just be happy that he's gone. Yeah. Anyway, closer to fine. I got to say, I'm a big fan of Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats. Big fan. You like them too, yeah, Dale? I do like them, yeah. yeah. I haven't listened to the new album yet, if that's what you're going to talk about. Yeah, I know. Well, he, he just released a new album, and it's not with the Night Sweats. It's just a him solo album. Much different oh. album. It's very mellow and smooth. He, he went through a couple of things, I think a divorce, and then of his uh, maybe his, a really good friend of his and, and maybe some sort of collaborator, writing partner or something, passed away. And this album is, is delves into those sort of things. But man, oh man, what a listen. If you haven't listened... You should. It's it's on Apple Music. I'm sure it's on Spotify. I mean, if you want to kick it old school, you could go buy the CD. But I, I love it. I love it. I've listened to it almost daily since I first got it. And really soothing. Great album. All right. I will give it a listen. How was your guys' Halloween? Anything closer to find there? Did it do any? It was the exact opposite. 
Uh, I was thinking yesterday was the first Halloween that I can really remember where we didn't even do a pumpkin. Oh. Like, we did nothing. There was We didn't do anything. There was no Halloween. Uh, I mean, we, where we live, there's no kids anyway, but we still always put a pumpkin out and decorate, and uh, we did nothing. Well, that's depressing. Yeah, but... You know, Mad wasn't going out. Even the, you know, the our niece and nephew, or nieces that live in town, we normally see on Halloween night, maybe our nephews, but nothing. And it was a Saturday, so we could have all got together, but, you know, yeah. pandemics keep us apart. Yeah. You know that song, Love Will Keep Us Together? Well, pandemics keep us apart. <laughs> it's the opposite song. Yeah. What about you? How was Halloween? Uh, it was fine. I hung out with some of my roommates and my friend Lauren came over. It was kind of sad. We we hung out and, and, and mom listens to this podcast, so I probably shouldn't say any more. And now the end is near. I had th- an audition today. Oh, oh, did you start recording? I just started Parting Thoughts. What were you going to say? Great. No, I can say it in Parting Thoughts. Finish Shoot. the introduction. Yeah, this is it. Parting Thoughts. Go. Oh. Okay, great. Hi, Parting Thoughts. I had an audition today for one of my studio shows, um, and the director is a woman named Renalta Arluck, and, and this small interaction with her, I just I think she's amazing, and I'm so excited to work with her. Uh, she went to the same high school as I did. Oh, really? The, the Sir John. Sir John. Yeah. Yeah. So she's, she, is this that one that you were had concerns about doing initially? Yes. Okay. And now everybody's on board? Yeah. That's good. So you have to audition for your shows? I thought you, they just handed you parts because you have to get graded. So we do four studio shows. Two of them we get handed parts. Two of them we have to audition for. Okay. Like It's not like an audition we might not get in the show. We're going to do the show, but we haven't really worked with... you know. Well, obviously we haven't worked with the guest director before. And then the one professor who's also directing, we haven't really worked for her and they like to give you audition experience, so it, it, it's good. It's just good to get the audition. Well, how did you know? the audition it, go? Well, I thought it went well. It was nice. We talked a lot, and then I, I did some stuff, and they, you know, it's always hard to tell whether or not they liked it or if they were just working with what you guys them, even if they thought it was bad, but uh, I thought it went well. What did you do? Something from I, I, the play that you're putting on? or? Yeah, we were given a piece to do. Oh, okay, okay. From that play? Yeah. Yes. I gotcha. Okay. Do you have any other parting thoughts? Anything else going on? We're going to put our Shakespeare up at the end of this week. With no That's fans? Exhausting. Uh, we'll have a few. A few. Some of the faculty will be in the audience. But nobody else is allowed in the audience. No. So, like, if if we if I was there, I couldn't go. No, you couldn't. Oh, that's no good. But what's gonna there's gonna be a recording made, and I'll I'll send that out there. Cool. There's two shows, and, and the cast rotates between some of them. Some of the casts rotate. Uh, I'm the same person in both shows, so it doesn't matter. But Who are you? I'll just send whichever one was better. Who are you? Francis Ford. What show is this? Merry Wives of Windsor. Okay. And who's... I don't I don't think I've read that. Who's Francis Ford? Uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a character in the Merry Wives of Windsor. Are, I, I mean, are you in it much? Or, you, or is it like a couple scenes? Oh, or? oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm in it uh, quite a bit. Well... I'm not in it really at all for the first quarter, and then I'm in like every, almost every other scene, if not every third scene. The last three quarters, I'm in it quite a bit. Okay, all right. So yeah, it is arguably Shakespeare's least well-known work. Cool. What made the What made you pick it? Not you, but uh, I don't know. Sandy said it was time to revive it, and I was like, okay. So are you happy sure. with the production and how it's going and whatnot? I mean. <laughs> We have to wear masks, and all our blocking has to be 
physically distanced, and we're not allowed to have an audience, and our costumes are very limited. You, and, uh, you're going to have to wear three weeks to put it up. So there'll but... be masks in the production. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Can well, you? I mean, it's. Can you paint this? Them? Is no, no. We're all just going to be wearing black masks. Oh, okay. They could have some fun with the masks. Mm, no. Make it part of the costume. Yeah, maybe if there was time and a budget. Yeah, I guess so. But, I mean, this was never... Like, this is finishing a project from third year. This was never go- supposed to be a full-scale production. Right. It was always... Good. I mean, it would have had an audience, um, and there probably would have been four or five, maybe even six performances if it had been done when it was supposed to. But, yeah, it was never supposed to be, like, the productions we're going to be doing next semester. It was never supposed to be on that scale, so... We're not, it's not too much of a downgrade, but it is a bit of a downgrade, and it's been very stressful to get it all up and proper in three weeks. But, you know, we're getting there, and I think it'll be fine. Oh, good. Yeah. All right, and... Yeah, sorry, did you have anything else? No. Oh, okay. Well, I just want to say, you know, we we talk a lot about Costco on this this podcast and how great a place it is to shop, and I do believe that. I'm wearing a, a flannel that I got from Costco right now. It was on sale for $9.97. What can you buy? You can't even get a McDonald's meal for $9.97, and I have a nice flannel <laughs> shirt. Anyway, that's beside the point. But they're not only a great place to shop, but they're also socially responsible. They are dropping a product called Chicoa Coconut Milk because it was allegedly made with forced monkey labor. What? Yep. Forced monkey labor. The allegation How? is... The allegation is... That chained up monkeys are forced to pick around 400 coconuts a day and then are then stuffed in cages until their next shift. The best uh, line, how, I saw this on Stephen so, Colbert and, and he said, after hearing it, Jeff Bezos thought, hmm, how often do these monkeys <laughs> ask for bathroom breaks? <laughs> oh, wait, the floor is their bathroom? Hmm. <laughs> okay, but okay, but wait, okay. So... I understand monkeys cages bad monkeys chains up bad you know obviously animals forced into captivity not very good captivity but how are you forcing them to do the picking they're just trained right that's what they probably get treats if they pick coconuts or something but I, I, I don't i don't know i'm not a monkey trainer <laughs> well but good for costco the company has denied the allegation and has produced a report called the monkey free coconut due diligence assessment it's a wonderful, wonderful title. It is. I would like to read that report. Our next podcast yeah. will be me reading that report on air. <laughs> you know what I learned recently? And I feel like you were trying to end on something kind of light and funny there, but this is not going to be light and funny. I learned that you shouldn't donate to charities through corporations at the cash out when they say, do you want to donate $5 to this charity or do you want to round up to the nearest dollar to donate to charity or whatever? Because? Because. Because. They say, that it's not saying don't donate to charity. They're saying donate directly to charity because you're not donating to charity. You're giving money to this corporation that they then give to the charity and they write it off their taxes and they use it as a way to pay less tax. Which, in the long term, it's like, yeah, they're giving money to charity. But in the long term, it would be more socially beneficial if you just donated money to charity and these corporations were honest, paid their taxes, and that went into the social safety net. You think that they would have sort of a separate accounting for, you know, this money is earmarked for charity, not for corporate profits. And, and that really shocks me that it, that it isn't done that way. Yeah. Because basically you're just donating money to 
the liquor store or whatever. Yeah, you know, to whatever company. Or Fortino's or, or whatever store. It doesn't matter because they all do yeah, it. And to be yeah, honest, giving- I rarely give money at those things because I just, I just, it just got to be too much. Everybody asks, probably because they all realize they can pay less tax that way. So yeah, you're, exactly. just, you're just you're just donating money to the liquor store so that they can have a bigger tax write off. Or I shouldn't yeah, exactly. say I shouldn't say the liquor store. That's not fair. But donating money to whatever company so they can have a bigger tax write off. Yeah, exactly. So so my advice to everybody is just, you know, this this Christmas season that we're coming up to in a month, season of giving, just don't give through the corporations. Give directly to the charity. They probably end up with more of the money anyway. Are you a hundred percent sure? Because I cannot believe that they didn't that. When you do that, it doesn't go into some sort of separate account. How do they keep track of how much was given? Uh, I mean, I, I'm sure it's it, it's some sort of earmark. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe whatever. I, I, I can't remember exactly where I saw this. Maybe it wasn't a worthy enough source, but it's something that didn't surprise me. I would, uh, To be honest, it would surprise me. Well, maybe, maybe we'll have to do more research and get back to this. I, I, I hope I hope that's incorrect. It, I, I wouldn't be 100% shocked, but I... I They'd have to have some sort of accounting so that they knew how much went. I mean, yeah, no, I'm sure they keep track of how much went. I'm sure they have that number, but it is still just money that the consumer gave to the corporation, and they write it off as a charitable benefit, and they take the tax break. Yeah, yeah. Like, even if it's a separate account, even if it's like, this is all the money we're giving to charity, it is still us, the corporation, we're giving this to charity, give us the tax break. But it isn't their money, really. Like, I never gave it to the corporation. I gave it to... That's not how they... Then they should but have they, to... But you're not... That's the thing. You're not giving it to the corporation. That you, you think... Yeah, sorry, you are giving it to the corporation. You think you're not because they don't say, want to give us money to give to this person. But that's but what they should have to, to say. But that's what they should have to say. I agree, but they should Otherwise, have to Otherwise, they're lying to, to the customers. I don't think they're lying. I think they're misleading. Semantics. Legally, no. Either way... Just give directly to the charities. Why not? Yeah. If there's going to be a tax break to be had, why don't you get it? Yeah, exactly. Take it yourself. Yeah, you deserve it. <laughs> Go buy yourself something pretty. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. Dill, nice talking to you again. Nice talk to you too. Thanks to Mary for coming back on. And everybody cross all of your appendages for Tuesday night's election. We'll see. I have, I have a tech day that day i am going to be not probably for the final result i mean the final results won't be for at least a week but for the a whole beginning of when the election results start getting announced or at least covered i'm going to be in rehearsal and i'm just going to be so anxious i'll text you will you have your phone okay um uh, yes all right i'll keep you informed all right thank you all right have a good one everyone uh, we'll talk at you again next week